0: Hello, people and others, and welcome to Love, Hate, and Video Games, the podcast where I, Jalen Hill, talk about minute little details in games that irk me and probably bother nobody else. Today's topic of discussion, me of a Link's Awakening for the Nintendo Switch, and the lack of D-pad support, and why it irks me to my very, very core Before we jump into today's discussion, I need to talk about the original release of of Zelda Link's Awakening. It was originally released on the Game Boy back in July of 1993 and was later ported to the Game Boy Color as Link's Awakening DX. That version of the Link's Awakening was also ported to the 3DS eShop as part of the Virtual Console Collection. Link's Awakening is all about Link waking up on this island of Koholint. And wanting to get off. But he can't just yet. So he has to of course. Find the magical windfish And hopefully find a way back home. On the way I suppose. He might also fight some. Weird Mario enemies like bloopers. Cheep cheeps. Goombas. Chain chomps. And also Kirby for some reason. And he also might see a, a blue alligator. Who eats canned dog food. And sells bananas. This game is weird and I love it. Alright, so let's jump from 1993 to last year, June 2019. So, this was E3, and Nintendo is is doing their annual Nintendo Direct, which I wish they kept doing for this year, but you can't wish for everything, I guess. Can't get everything you wish for. But yeah, this Direct revealed Luigi's Mansion 3, Two new characters coming to Super Smash Bros., Hero from Dragon Quest and Banjo-Kazooie. Big fans, big fan of those. Luigi's Mansion and Banjo, not Hero. Hero is more popular in Japan than you can imagine. But yeah, this is when they also revealed the Link's Awakening remake that was going to be put on the Switch. And nobody expected this. And it was cool. And the art style made people angry for no reason. Just like what happened with Wind Waker when it was first revealed. It was great to watch and make fun of people for getting angry about an art style. But, you know, the game came out no one knew anything about it. And it was going to be so cool. New graphics, new music that sounded beautiful. And even new controls that are going to be... Let's say, uh... Existing, I guess. Because we've come a long way, you know. We've discovered 3D gaming and full 360 degree movement. Everyone was hype. Picture this 1996, the Nintendo 64 alongside Super Mario 64 just released, and with it becomes like comes a brand new form of controller as a stick instead of an eight directional cross now. And you can move in full 360 degree movement. And it's amazing you can go here there you're not locked you're not locked to 45 degree increments anymore you now have everything and it's free it's exhilarating it's amazing and that's when the that's when 3d analog movement along with the joysticks were created and born over time it's evolved to the way we know it now past the 64 and PlayStation and into the PS2, Xbox, GameCube, the D- Sega Dreamcast, and Saturn. <laughs> now, keep this in mind. This is important. This control style allowed for full 360 degree movement. This is the main point of the story. Now, keep that in mind. Hooray! It's September! Link's Awakening for the Switch just released, and I got it for Christmas alongside a brand new SNES-style controller where the D-pad is the main star of the show. Now, I got this controller because I am a huge fan of 2D platformers. And, you know, I don't like doing 2D platforming with a 360-degree input. It's kind of weird. I don't know how to explain it. It just feels weird to me. So, I lit up Link's Awakening... Of course the joystick control cuz I expected to have full 360 degree movement and surprise surprise it locked to eight directions. That's odd. Let me use my let me use my SNES controller on this real fast. No input aside from the thumbsticks. And it works in the menus but not during gameplay. I think that's odd, but I don't care cuz this game is fun. And then over time it bugged me more and more and more. And then I snapped. And that's the point of of today's discussion. Why? Why is a full 360 degree analog stick required to move in only 8 directions of 45 degree increments? It makes no sense. Why would you evolve this control style over time just to limit its potential? It's dumb and stupid. And that's when I also thought, why does it work in the menus but not gameplay? That's dumb. And it's... Why? That's such a baffling decision. It just doesn't feel right. I've played a ton of 2D games, including Zelda 1 and Zelda Link to the Past on the Super Nintendo. But, like, those feel good with, with like, an 8-directional D-pad. Because, you know, it's made for those... And there's no point in trying to do full 360-degree movement. Sonic Mania, Mega Man 1 through 10, Super Mario Brothers, it does not matter. A 2D platformer, a 2D game, in fact, needs two like precise 2D controls, which is why the D-pad is here. So, like, imagine this, imagine this. Maybe this will help you get my point. Imagine this. You're playing a 3D game like Mario 64 or Call of Duty or... Uh, what's that game called? Rainbow Six Siege? But you gotta use the D-pad instead of the full 360-degree analog sticks. Because that's what the game wants. You can still move in full 360 degrees, but you can only use the D-pad to turn and move. And it's dumb. It feels gross and weird. (sighs) Long story short, why make make players use a full 360-degree controller when you're locking them to eight measly directions. It just does not add up. Alrighty, that seems to be about all the time we have for today. So, thank you all for listening to my ramblings about why D-pad support is important to me, and junk. The uh, Next time, if I ever do this again, we'll be talking about Super Mario 3D World on the Wii U, and why it's so severely underrated and it makes me upset. Uh, take care, have a... have a day.